0: Wow, boy, God's doing stuff in our church, isn't he? You're going to meet another young lady here in just a minute who is a miracle girl in our church, and we'll be having her family come up here in just a minute. You know what? I had the fanciest sermon today. I mean, oh, I had points. (laughs) Can you imagine me having points? I had just, man, it was awesome. As As I put it together, it just blessed me. And then God said, Saturday, uh, Thursday. You don't have to preach on Thursday night. You know, most pastors, they're, they're finished Sunday and then they get all the way to Sunday. I just have till Thursday. And I had this thing fixed and I'd worked so hard. And Thursday during the day, God said, mm, let's don't do that one. I gotta tell you something. That doesn't happen to me very often. Very, very, very rarely does that happen. So God is... Kind of giving me uh, some other things to say to you today, and I hope when you hear what I have to say, you'll think God gave it to me too. I, I hope that, that uh, is how you feel. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like uh, everybody wants to put their hand in my pocket. Everybody wants to put their hand in my wallet. Everybody wants to put, not in my purse, but ladies, in your purse. You, you just feel like everybody wants some of your money? Who feels like that? Every time you turn around, somebody wants some of your money. Let me tell you some of the people who want some of your money. The government wants your money. (laughs) The government wants. Did y'all know that? Who lives in the city limits? The city wants your money. They want some of your money. How many of y'all live in a county? Okay. They want some of your money. You live in a state, they want some of your money. You live in the country of America, they want some of your money. And look, there's two things you're going to do in life. That is pay taxes and go to Clay County. Now, going to Clay County means you're going to die. I mean, we're going to bury you in Clay County. Okay, so you're going to pay taxes and go to Clay County. You know, y'all with me? That's redneck talk right there. Give you some. Um, let me tell you some other people that want your money. There are people who have figured out that you guys want to live in houses, so they de- developed this whole thing called real estate companies that help you find a house. We got some of the best real estate people. Anywhere around, right here in Whitley Church, don't we? Real estate agents, and they help you find a house. And then the furniture people found out that you wanted their stuff in your house. So they made furniture stores, so they want some of your money. And then there's some other people who want some of your money. Um, The power company. They figured that you want your refrigerator that you bought from the furniture store to work. So they said, let's have some electricity and let's sell that to them. So they want some of your money so you can have lights and stuff. And then people figured out that you needed something to get from that house with all that furniture in it to a job to help pay for that and to, I mean, everybody's gotta go to Target and Walmart. And so this guy came up with the idea of cars. And he opened up car dealerships and he said, let's sell them this little box thing with wheels on it that'll get them back and forth. And uh, then somebody said, we've well, got to have fuel, so we'll, we'll go out there and get the fuel. And uh, how many of y'all remember when fuel was a lot cheaper than it is now? Do y'all, did you ever think there'd be a day when you'd see $2.43 a gallon and go, i got to get me some of that, that's cheap. <laughs> I'm old. I remember 27 cents a gallon. I worked at the open air market in Goldsboro. You know where the open air market was? On the end of William Street down there. Coolest place in the world to work during Christmas especially because there was all this candy that they bagged up and we got to bag it up and I think like I ate way more than I bagged up, you know, cuz you got to make sure it's okay. And um, I'd get off work there in the afternoon when I was 16 years old and I always had a date cuz I never had any problem in that area. And um, I would pull my Mustang, I had a six-cylinder Mustang with a rust hole about that big behind the front headlight. But you couldn't see it because the Mustang was like a dark color. <laughs> so I pulled up. The, you remember the tanks when, when you used to take the money and stick it in the little thing? And if the money wasn't perfect, it would spit it right back out at you? And, uh, and, and I would put five $1 bills and fill that Mustang up and didn't have to put any more in it until the next Friday. Of course, I didn't make but about three dollars an hour back then. But anyway, um, I remember gas much cheaper, and so then you got to take care of your car. You got to have vehicle maintenance. You know, a car is like a, a marriage. If you don't work on it, it'll fall apart on you. So we gotta we gotta do the the maintenance. And then somebody figured out that you guys can't go around naked, so they opened up clothing stores. <laughs> Everybody, uh, yeah, when you say naked, people just laugh. <clears throat> I started to tell y'all the difference in naked and naked, but I, I won't tell you the difference. I told the difference one Sunday and people were like, I can't believe you said that. Oh, well, I just go ahead and tell you. Um, <clears throat> naked, you ain't got no clothes on. Naked, you ain't got no clothes on and you up to something. Okay, cool. So let's move on. I know you're out there going, I brought visitors today. Well, they ain't leaving now because they're going to see what else I'm going to say. They're, they're here now. They were thinking about leaving, but they ain't leaving now. Uh, and, then, and then some people figured out you guys like to eat, so they made grocery stores. And then uh, you got to go to the barber and the hairdresser. And I know you all. I know you. And if it wasn't for lawyers, half of you would be in jail. So we thank God for lawyers and, and the money. Uh, how about doctors? Doctors? You have to give them your money. How about hospitals? My dad was in a hospital one time. I remember looking on the bill, $7 for an aspirin. I thought, that's high-quality aspirin right there, <laughs> high-quality. And uh, then the medicine, you know, they write these prescriptions, and, and the medicine's just out of sight. And then you've got to have cable TV. You've got to have cable. You've got to have satellite. I mean, football season's in, and you've got to have it. And, and I asked my dad Thursday night. He was at the bridge. That's our church in Goldsboro. And I said, hey, Dad, how much was your first house payment? And my dad said, $53. I paid twice that for TV. <laughs> it's crazy. Vacations, you know they're of God. Bible says all good things come from the Lord. Vacations are what? Good things, absolutely. Um, you got to try to save a little money. And then there's always insurance. Tell you what Pastor Andy said about insurance. He said that insurance is like women. You can't live with it, can't live without it. I didn't say that. That's Pastor Andy. He's the one that was up here earlier. So if y'all want to see him after service, ladies. (laughs) Um, Here's my point. All of us, I just feel like everybody's got their hands in my pocket. And I got to tell you something. If I was sitting out there where you are this morning, I would go, okay. Now it's the church's turn. Now it's time for the church to try to get their hand in my pocket. Everybody else is. So the is going to do his little four-part series on how we need to give more. And, and so, all right, give me your pitch, pastor. Give me a little spill. You're wondering how in the world you can find any money anywhere to give more than you're already giving. The economy's not that great could get worse and you're sitting out there today if I were you I would be if I were sitting out there and I knew we were about to have a sermon series on money I'd be sitting out there going get in line you know pastor church get in line get in line with everybody else and I don't blame you for feeling that way I really don't I can certainly understand it here's what I want you to remember while we go through this series that what I'm going to tell you and what I'm going to tell me in this series, what I'm going to tell you and what I'm going to tell me is what God says about money. And then you just get with God. And you and God talk about that and pray about that. And you do what God puts in your heart. Because everything I'm going to say in this series, I've got to tell you guys, please understand this. I'm not, it's not me and God talking to you, it's God talking to me and you. I'm with you guys. I'm with y'all. It's just that my calling and my gift puts me up here to teach and to preach the word of God, but I'm telling you, man, this sword that I use on Sunday, it's got a blade on that side, but it's also got a blade on this side, and it cuts back this way. I have to live by the same things I preach. The things I preach They come right back to me and my home and my family, and I live by the same teaching and preaching that you do. Also remember that it is God's Word, and as your pastor, it's my responsibility to teach you the truth from the Scriptures and also live as an example before you the things that I teach. So what I want you to do is hear this teaching, If you want the notes on it, you're probably not going to want the notes on this one because this is more of kind of a testimony, really kind of a vision casting service today, Uh, but in the future sermons that I'm going to preach, if you want the notes, you know I'll send those for you, I'll send those to you, uh, but I want you to study over them and I want you to pray about the things I'm going to give you and do what God says. You say, well, pastor, are you, are you, uh, do you look at the books? I don't look at the books. I look at the books generally, but I don't look at what people give. That's my choice. I got to tell you that some pretty important people <laughs> and people who give advice to pastors have told me that that's not a good idea, that I should look at what people give. I just... You know, that's me and God. That's just between me and God. If God ever tells me I want you to, you know, about Tuesday or Wednesday to call for the books and look at what everybody gives, if God ever says that to me, I'll do it. But I got to tell you something, man. I don't do that. I don't know who gives what. The only time your giving becomes any of my business is if you're on my staff. The only time your giving becomes any of my business is if you are a deacon or a council member at the bridge, or if you are a ministry director in this church, because the Bible's very explicit and very clear that people in those leadership positions, that they must be tithers if they're going to be leaders in those positions. So that's really the only time it becomes any of my business. And to tell you the truth, I don't ever go to the books and look at those people either. I've just simply told the people who are over our money that when people in those positions stop tithing to let me know so I can have a talk with them and see what's going on. Because if you're in that high place of leadership in the church, you must be an example, an example. The other thing I want you to remember is that of all the organizations you give your money to, The only one that deals with eternal things is the church. Everywhere else you spend your money, everywhere else you give your money is all temporary stuff. But when you give money to a church that is about the word of God and a church that is about Jesus and being Jesus in the community, then that goes into eternity that invests into eternal matters and eternal things and there is no other organization you can give your money to that deals with eternal matters except the local church then finally it's my responsibility with the assistance of my staff and deacons and ministry directors it's our job to determine the next steps for this church to, to determine the the future of this church and so we desperately, desperately need your prayers that we will set forth the right priorities. OK? Um, I tell you, if you want to know what's important in Pharrell Hardison's life, don't listen to what Farrell says. If you want to know what my core values are, if you want to know what I place as top priority in my life, you know, I can tell you, I can say, and and I hope I say what's right, and I hope I tell the truth, but if you really want to know what a person's core values are, look at their calendar and their checkbook. Look where they spend their time, and look where they spend their money, and you will know from that what's really important to them we talk a great talk guys we know how to espouse you know what the important things in life are but where we spend our money and where we spend our time tells the truth well I don't have much time this morning but let me just mention the vision statement of our church what is the vision statement of Whitley Church the bridge The Bridge is our church in Goldsboro, for those of you who are new. We have services on Thursday night at 7, Saturday night at 6, then we do three services here on Sunday morning. Well, our vision is to lead people to discover Christ, accept Christ, and grow in Christ. Lead people to discover Christ, accept Christ, and grow in Christ. That's what God wants us to do. That's what God's called our church to do. It's really not any more complicated than that. It's very, very simple. Let me talk about some of the things. The reason I didn't have any announcements this morning is because I'm going to talk about the announcements right now. Because, see, if I was sitting out there, I'd want to go, you know, before I give my money to a church, I want to know what that church is about. I want to know about, I want to know kind of what they're doing with the money. I want to know kind of, you know, how they're going to use the money because I don't want to be a part of a church that is using their money frivolously and wastefully and I also don't want to be a part of a church that's hoarding money. Y'all ever been in a church that hoards money? I know churches that have $500,000. I know of a church right now that has $500,000 in the cemetery fund. They have a cemetery right outside their church and it is in the cemetery fund for the upkeep of the cemetery. That must be one more cemetery. And churches brag about having a million dollars in saving and and having money in CDs and the interest rate they're getting. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I think there ought to be some money set aside for unexpected things. But I'll tell you something. I'd hate to stand before the the Lord one day with a million dollars in the bank of my church. Because he is not going to be impressed with that. Not with the needs of missionaries. The need to plant new churches the needs in children's ministry and youth ministry. Well, let me go through some stuff. We just did a book bag giveaway. You think Jesus is about that? Absolutely. Here's, our, here, here's my heart. My heart is that we would be Jesus in the community. I've got to tell you, people have been talked to and talked at about what Jesus is and what Jesus will do. It's time to demonstrate it. It's time to demonstrate to the community who Jesus is. And I thank God that for the last three, four years, we have really been making great strides in that direction. Let me just talk about some things. You guys, how many of y'all were able to go to the prison ministry? I know it's probably not many, but some of you guys went to the prison ministry. Thank God that last Saturday we went in and and sang and preached the word of God and, 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 and reached out to the guys at the prison. How many of you think Jesus is about that? Jesus said, you know, I was in prison. You didn't visit me. You didn't come to see me. We, we, we don't want him to say that about us. We've got a new ministry in our church called 412 Middle School Ministry. Pastor Jared Grantham doing a great job with our teens, our students. And he came to me one day, he said, Pastor Farrell, he said, I've got kids in uh, sixth grade coming in and I got kids all the way up to, to college age, all in the same room. And he said, their needs are totally different. He said, I need some help. So we brought in Pastor Josh Overton and Pastor Josh is not uh, on paid staff yet. We call him pastor, but he's not receiving any financial. As yet his job's totally volunteer and his wife Brooke are fantastic at what they're doing for our middle school and last Sunday they had 54 kids in middle school ministry. Isn't that awesome? Do you know when I first came to Whitley Church in 1990 across the street when you guys leave today and go back out to Highway 70 you're going to see that little brick church that's where we got started. We had 69 people. I mean Josh is almost already there. I've got some pastor buddies who would love to have 54 people at their church this morning. And we have a, a young man who has is, who is led our, our middle school ministry to that place. That's what we're about. We're about children. I'm telling you right now, we're about kids, we're about children. And we've put a lot of money. If you want to look at our budget and see how much money goes to kids and children, because we understand that if you reach them while they're young and while they're tender and while their hearts are open, you will keep them. Your, your, your chances of keeping them in the kingdom and keeping them in the church are much higher. So we put a lot of emphasis and a lot of money and a lot of time into children's ministry. So if you want to be a part of a church like that, then then you can, you can be a part of this church because it is a priority for us. Now I've asked for our mops ladies to yell out in three services and nobody's yelled out and I know we got a bunch of mops ladies here so I'm going to ask you mops ladies and I'll tell you what mops is in just a minute. To give me a woot woot. <laughs> Y'all are so shy and see I've been over to a mops meeting and it's like blah, blah, blah and I get them in here and they won't say anything. How about stand up, all my Mops ladies stand up. Stand up, let me see you, let me see you. Let's give it up for Mops. (laughs) Mothers of preschoolers, mothers of preschoolers, they start their meeting Tuesday. Day after tomorrow, they're gonna have their first meeting coming up for the new year. Tanya Peck got that ministry going, birthed that ministry in our church. I can't tell you how many families have come in to Whitley Church through Mops. Tanya, God bless you for that dream and that vision and your service there and getting that established. But they start on Tuesday, first and third Tuesday of every month. Listen to this, ladies. There's free food and free child care. That's next to heaven for a mother of preschoolers. So come on out, ladies, and be a part of that. Casting the dream this Wednesday night. Pastor Wes Boyd's going to be here. Hey, listen, we planted a church in Goldsboro. We're about to plant a church in Smithfield. We're going to be one church with three locations. And Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, we're going to cast the vision. Yeah, let's praise God for that. We're not about hunkering down and holding the fort. We're going on the offense. And we're going out there and taking back some land from the enemy. Amen, amen. We're going to meet in the Johnston Community College. They have an 1,100-seat auditorium. And, boy, that, that's faith, ain't it? We went out and got us an 1,100-seat auditorium. <laughs> Glory to God. So um, the first service is November 11th. That will be our first service. We're going to meet once a month through May. And then in June of next year, we'll start with weekly services in Smithfield and so uh, be praying about that we need about we really need about 12 to 15 families commit to that and and give a year of your life to that church and uh, I don't mean a year of your life to go sit on the pew and say pastor I got a problem I mean I need 12 families that are going to roll their sleeves up and link up with pastor Wes and go get it done in Smithfield and let's reach some people for Jesus Christ amen amen so that's, that's Wednesday night. I'll be up here on the stage. Pastor Wes will be up here. Uh, Jim Gilligan probably will be up here, and we'll just talk about what we're going to do. Well, let me just hurry up, because, man, time is gone. Um, we're partnering with the Red Cross, because when you partner with the Red Cross, the Red Cross helps the church get into some areas where the church wouldn't be able to get into those areas without connecting with the Red Cross. We have Tammy Forrester here, who's an awesome woman of God, and and is uh, um, um, one of the key leaders in the Red Cross in our area. And uh, we're going to be in the mall on September 11th, Whitley Church and the Bridge. I want you to wear anything t-shirt, sweatshirt. Well, sweat, that'd be hot. But anyway, uh, wear something with Whitley Church or the bridge on it. Let's go out there. Let's volunteer. If, if you can't volunteer, just go by and give somebody a pat on the back. See, the, the, going in the mall, that's like Paul in the Areopagus. That was the marketplace and that's where Paul would go preach. See, we're not really reaching as many people as we could when we just preach here and we just talk here. Uh, and I'm not saying we're going to go out there and preach, but we're going to go out there and be Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're to show Jesus. We're going to demonstrate Jesus. And that's on September 11th, and we're still building our volunteer team for that. And that'll be from 11 a.m. to 3. It's just four hours of volunteer service. And so get hooked in. I think you've got some stuff in your worship program, or you can sign up at the Connect Center. And then on September 13th, we're having a, a church-wide prayer, because guys, I don't know how to do this. And the staff doesn't know how to do this. And the deacon board don't know how to do this. And and we're not the ones who who lay the path. We're not the ones who set the agenda. We seek the face of God. Whitley Church belongs to God. The bridge belongs to God. I mean, I could go to some seminar and come back and go, okay, we're going to do the same thing that church did. That's not God's will. God's will is for us to get on our face and let him give us his plan for the future. Now... September 13th, we're having a prayer time at the bridge in Goldsboro. We're going to start at 5 o'clock because some of you have meetings that night, so you can't come at night. So we're going to start at 5 o'clock. It's a floating thing. You float in, you pray, you float out. Now, if we really float, they might get the newspaper there. You know, I mean, seriously float. But but just come in, bring your family. We're going to have a prayer guide for you. You can pray about whatever you want to, but we'll have a little guide there for you to tell you about what's on the heart of the leadership. And we want to come into the bridge on that September 13th, and let's pray and seek God's face. I believe that's a a Monday night or Tuesday night. And let's just seek God's face and just say, Lord, your will be done. Let's join with our elder brother Jesus when he looked at the Father in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane and said, not my will, but your will be done, Father. We don't want Pharaoh's will done. We don't want the, the staff's will done. We don't want the deacon board's will done or the ministry directors. We want God's will done in this church. Because it's his church. It belongs to him. I want the stricken family. Guys, will y'all come up here? Just walk up here on the stage. Stricken family's coming. Let me talk while they're coming. We got a day in the park uh, and, and at Pine Level. Now, you're going to need probably um, to come early because the traffic is so thick in downtown Pine Level. Okay? <laughs> but listen, mark this on your calendar September 26th. Come on up, baby doll. September 26, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we're all going to the park. We want everybody to bring a side dish, bring a dessert, and bring your lawn chairs. And we're going to sit back while people who can't sing do karaoke. We're going to have a great time. Bring your softball equipment, and we're going to play some softball. Bring your Frisbees, and then there's a bunch of stuff. We're going to have inflatables for the kids. That's September 26, Pine Level Park, okay? I want you to know that standing right here is another superstar in our church. This is Madison Strickland, and Madison went to the hospital for just a, a procedure that you thought would take a couple, three days, and we'd all come home, and everything would be fine. I think it was her appendix, and, and things just begin to go downhill. The next thing this family knew, they were in wake medical, and, and everybody was just believing God and trusting God, and doctors were shaking their heads. I want you to know Madison is standing right here this morning in our church. (laughs) Sweetest little thing. Now let me tell you what's happening for this family. They have some family members who go to another church called Woods Grove Church out on Highway 13. Y'all know where Woods Grove Church is, out on 13. Well, they're having a fundraiser for this family to help with the finances and the tremendous cost. And we have tickets, and they're $7 for spaghetti plate. i got to tell you something. I'm probably not going to go eat the spaghetti because, you know, I want to keep my good figure. But I, I probably cannot go that day. But I'm buying tickets. And I want you, let's go out there to that Connect Center today, and let's, let's buy every ticket. And let's bless this family. We've been able to do a little bit for them, but nothing close to what this is costing this beautiful, beautiful family. And we just love them so much. I wanted you to see Madison. I know a lot of you saw on Facebook and other places how we were praying for her. Let me tell you something this is what we're about. We're about families like this right here who love Jesus and go through the valley and we try to walk with them through that valley. I hope we did that for you all. We love you so much. Give it up one more time for the Stricklands. God bless you guys. Now I'm gonna give you some upcoming dates real quick. Some of you are new. You've been wondering, how do I join this church? Well, $100, no, I'm kidding. No, 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 that's not right. How do you join this church? Dinner with the staff. Dinner with the staff is October the uh, 10th. October 10th is dinner with the staff. If you're new to the church, you want to know more about the church, what we're about, come to that. You have to sign up for it. I don't think we got the sign up out there yet, but we'll have it later. And you sign up, we'll feed your kids, we'll feed you. Here, here's one thing we've learned at Whitley Church and the Bridge. If we feed people, they'll come. We just keep giving them free food. They'll keep coming. So you you want to come to Wild Game Night. Can I just mention a couple things? Call to Arms. How about our Call to Arms ministry? Over 125 people were at their last meeting. This is our ministry to the military and their families, their spouses, and their children. How about what Scott and Sherry Jennings have done for our couples, our marriage ministry here at the church? Amen, amen um jackie kendall's coming november the 6th if you don't know who that is go home get online go to youtube and there's some funny no 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 go go and and put in jackie kendall Put in Jackie Kendall and listen to what she says. Listen. She's on there preaching and teaching. She's going to be here at Whitley Church on the weekend of November 6th. You don't want to miss that. She ministers primary, primarily to young girls, young girls and moms and women. And so mark that down. Let me tell you about a couple other things so you'll know what we're about. We're going to be having Thanksgiving Day. And I know football and family and food. I understand the three Fs, you know, on, on uh, Thanksgiving, but I'm Telling you we're gonna take time that day we're gonna find a location in Goldsboro we haven't found it yet we're gonna have a meal for the military families who can't be with their families we're gonna have a meal for them so they can come out and enjoy a free meal I want you to volunteer for that get involved tell your family you know what instead of eating lunch this year let's eat dinner let's have a Thanksgiving dinner and let's be free that day for the lunchtime let's go out there and volunteer and bless our military families Um, a lot of stuffs coming up guys You can't give to everything. I know we pass the plate a lot. We have exit offerings. You can't give to everything. We don't expect you to. Here's what we expect. We expect you to give your tithe. And we expect you to give your offering where you want to. The tithe goes in the church. Give your offering wherever God tells you to give it. Let me remind you of something. You can't volunteer for everything either. Some of you guys aren't volunteering at all. We need you to get out of the bleachers, get down into the game. We need you to volunteer and serve. Some of you have overdone it. And you're volunteering for too many things. And you're not having any time in the sanctuary. You're not having any time in worship. And probably the people I'm talking to aren't here to hear me. You can over-volunteer. So what we need is for those who aren't in the game to get in the game. So we don't have to keep playing the same players over and over and over on every play. Amen, does that make sense? So let's get involved in ministry. Let me tell you a couple more things, then we're done. We're going through a simplification process. I want to tell you that. Pastor Farrell and the staff are going through a simplification process, and here's what that means. We're going to cut out some things, guys, that we've been doing for a lot of years. You know, we don't have the fall festival anymore. I know some of you about fainted, but we didn't have vacation Bible school. Here's why. Number one, Vacation Bible School costs $6,500. Actually, it costs more than that, I found out. The other thing is, you know what? We do Vacation Bible School every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night. We are teaching and, and making things and ministering to our kids every Wednesday night. And I'm not picking on any other church But I just want to tell you that a lot of times churches that have uh, Vacation Bible School, not all of them, but really that's about the only thing they do for kids the whole year. We are a 365 seven days a week. We're all about the kids. So when we cut out something like Vacation Bible School, don't get mad at us. Here's what's happening. We're we're overworking our volunteers. We're overworking our staff. So we're cutting some things out. As a matter of fact, we've even entertained the idea one day that we probably won't have the Easter drama that we have every year. Because there are times and seasons when things do things and meet the needs of the church, but then those seasons pass and God calls you to do new things. So we're simplifying. The menu at Whitley Church is going to get smaller but the quality of the ministries we have is going to get higher. Does that make sense? You ever been to a restaurant that's got a 20-page menu? They're usually not very good at anything. But if you go to one that just makes one thing, they're usually really, really good at it. And so that's one of the things we're working for. Um, A month from today, we're going to do something called Offering Fit for a King. I want everybody on that day to tithe, I want everybody on that day to tithe. I, I'm, I'm asking you. You say, Pastor, I tithe. Doesn't everybody tithe? About 30, 25, 30% tithe. So here's what I'm asking you to do, and I'm not dogging you, and I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm just saying, <clears throat> when you get right in that area, God does stuff in your life. As a matter of fact, the reason we're going to ask you to do this is because there's some things we need to do here at the church that we need to take the next step in financially. But God says in Malachi chapter three, test me. He says, test me. So on, on October 3rd, October 3rd, we, we're, I'm gonna ask you to test God that day. Just test him and say, well, I've never tithed I'm going to do without some things in September. Maybe not go to Starbucks. I hope there's the manager of Starbucks in here. Uh, Not go to Starbucks, maybe make my own coffee. Just do some things. Cut back, put that money aside, and tithe at the end of September. Tithe in the 1st of November. Do what God said. Do, Do you believe God lies? Anybody believe God lies? God don't lie. God said, test me. He said, try me. He said, tithe. Put it into the storehouse and watch what I do. Watch what I do. So, guys, we're asking you to do that. And I know that, makes, that may make some people here mad at me. That may make some people squirm. That may make some people, God, be glad when he shuts up so I can get out of here. I'm just telling you, when you get generous the way God calls you to be generous, it will set you you free in some struggles you're having it will do some things for you that that you were wondering what was holding you back in that area and when you started obeying and your generosity release came in your life and all those areas you've been praying about a lot of people come to me and go i'm praying, praying i've been praying and it's because usually there's some area in our life where we're rebelling against god and it could be in the area of our tithe our giving so i'm challenging you i'm not going to look to see if you did it Nobody's going to call you and go, "Hey, you didn't do what Pastor said." It's up to you. It's you and God. So pray about that, would you? And uh, let's see what God does on that day. Let's pray. Father, um, I—it's it, been kind of broken, but uh, I've shared my heart today, and there's a lot of other things I could have said. Um, but Father, just speak to the people. T- I. I You know, God, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I feel so inadequate right now because you're saying this to me. You're saying this to me. I'm just conveying what you've put in my heart. Help us obey you. Help us obey you. In Jesus' name. And Everybody said. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Last night at the bridge when I preached this sermon, Tony Lipsy, who sang here this morning, the song about the alabaster box, came up and said, Pastor, God gave me a word for our church. He, 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 she said, what do y'all do with stuff like that? I said, we won't know what it is. And I said, when you get home, you email me what God spoke into your spirit about our church, and this is it. If Whitley Church will be obedient and seek his face, he will bless us openly in such a way that it will astonish and change the city of Goldsboro and the surrounding community. But we must be obedient and continue to seek him. Listen to this. I know y'all thought I was done. Listen. The last three weekends of August, we broke record attendance three weekends in a row. You back up three weeks, we had 1,514. I did a little happy dance in my office. The next weekend, we had 1,544. I did a, like another different kind. <laughs> last weekend... We had 1,613 people. Now listen to me. Listen. That is awesome. I appreciate you clapping, but I'm scared. (laughs) Stay on your knees. We've seen churches in our community get like this and then collapse because they got prideful, because they thought they could make it on their own. Stay humble. Stay on your face in prayer. Follow Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you.